So, uh, hello and welcome to the Shades of Green Chicago podcast. My name's Juanita Garcia. My name's Bryant Williams. I'm the flavor flave to her Chuck D. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're joined today by our um, our guest, Kyle Reed. Hi. Hi, Kyle. Hey. Hi, Hi Kyle. Nice. To, great to um, have you here. Good to be here. <laughs> so, I'm really interested in... Um, excited about having you on as a guest. You're one of the first guests that I don't have a um, very long relationship with. My understanding is that you're, you're currently working for Project Exploration. Uh, yep, I'm with Project Exploration. I've been there since um, the summer, so June 2016-ish. Okay, cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about tell me a little bit about your role? Um, so I'm what they call a uh, program facilitator. So Project Exploration has all these small programs throughout the Chicagoland area, most of the um, underserved communities, communities of color, people who don't get access to fancy labs and, you know, the ability to take a bus on a field trip because we don't have money for that or mm-hmm. people who don't have time to do outdoor activities because we have a test to study for. Right. Um, so we come in after school or sometimes they have during school programs um, and we give them the opportunity to do some of this stuff. And it's all in the STEM field. It's sometimes the students are even funded. Um, my students in the Environmental um, Adventures group, they actually get a stipend of about 300 bucks just for participating in the, the program. The students are paid? The, the high school students are oh, paid wow. through After School Matters. It's nice. a wonderful program. It's okay. a job, though. So it teaches yeah. them that to show up, have responsibility. But what we do is more like a club. It's what do you guys want to learn about? You okay. want to learn about how grass grows or what a pig looks like on the inside. What would these students do if their curiosity was funded? Nice. And then now it is. So that's what we get to do with them. It's a really awesome program. How many high schools are you, um, are you involved with right now? Um, I'm only involved with one, but I think we have four or five, probably more just in the high school, but then we have a lot of un. A lot uh, of grade school schools. stuff, yeah. Which um, high school are you working with directly? I'm with Austin um, Austin College and Career Academy in the okay. Austin neighborhood. All and right. then I came out of uh, my first program was in Providence St. Mel, also okay. in the West okay. Side. Okay. All right. Um, Juanita, you were historically involved with Project Exploration, correct? Are you still involved? Uh, I've put together a, a week a green building curriculum with some guest speakers and um, as part of a four-week-long STEM camp, um, it was great. I mean, it was a, a seventh and eighth grade, sixth, seventh and eighth grade students um, over the summer, and um, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I also participate in their Sisters for Science program. Cool. Um, so uh, it, it's great. I love they're changing the face of science. Uh, that is the motto. That is their motto. <laughs> you know, it's it's really great. I mean, because I feel like, and we've talked about this several times like kids don't always get the sense of what careers look like right on a regular basis beyond you know doctor or lawyer and even then i don't think they fully understand what that profession is Mm -hmm. like on a day-to-day basis right so um i love that they just get mostly stem stem professionals to come in spend an hour with kids and talk about their experience and come up with a hands-on experience um, right to get a little introduction of what they do. it's It's been a lot of fun. I really love working with them. And I've been to a couple of schools and met a couple of different groups of girls. And, man, is it, it's a lot of fun. And it, um, for me especially, like, I love the, that there's nothing like that next level of understanding when you're teaching someone yeah. something. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, especially just the career development part. I, and I strongly believe, like, the younger, I've come to realize, like, high school seems too late sometimes. Right, right. You know, for really changing the course and inspiring students yeah. for STEM fields. Um, uh, that That is, it's super rewarding. And it's rough in high school because, you're right, they're yeah. past that point. They've decided, I'm a football player, I'm a rapper, I'm in sound engineering. You know, yeah. if they're going positive, if they're going right. negative, it's, I get $20 for slinging this or I do this. So to get them not only aware of what good jobs are, but mm-hmm. that they're available and it's yeah. a wide open field and they have no idea because when did you learn what you wanted to be? It was normally a cousin, an uncle or something right. you saw on TV and not all people from, I don't even know what the right word is, broke neighborhoods have cousins who are doing cool stuff. Yeah. If they have true. cousins they want to talk to. So yeah. Yeah. having that position to introduce them and to bring in professionals, we pay professionals to come in and talk mm-hmm. to our students and, hey, there's money in this. What's the line? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Exactly we, right. Yeah. We, we show them where the dollars are at and they care more at the high school level. So it's, it's a really cool program. Yeah, yeah. I actually was involved in the um, Brothers for Science program. Awesome. I did a cla- uh, I did two presentations over at Funston Elementary yep. with uh, Nigel Ray, who's um, I think he's a facilitator yep. for uh, Project Exploration as well. Um, way back in the day, I was working for this organization that shall not be named. <laughs> but um, you know, we when I was working there, we put on a uh, I put on an event. We did a scraptacular. So, you know, I just brought in a bunch of scraps from a um, bunch of scrap building materials for the uh, young for the young men to work with and try and create things with, you know, just showing their creative juices. But then also showing like this is the basis of engineering work. You know, like when you're when you're designing a structure, you know, the first th- one of the first things you do is after drawing it, you make a tiny little model of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, being able to kind of speak to the kids in that way, in that in that manner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's also a bunch of um, teenage boys. So they like bouncing off the wall with, uh, you know, with energy. So the next thing, the second time I was there, we did, um, went down into the gym and kind of did sports geography, um, geometry, geometry. Okay. you know, like, so, um, showing like different angles when you're kick when you're kicking a soccer ball or, um, when you're shooting a basketball, things that, things of that nature, kind of showing them the difference, uh, the different angles and how geometry is, um, a part of those things, you know, they, they just never really thought about it. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm just trying to get this ball into the goal. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> The craziest thing about that is you'll see, and I just know because I've lived it and I've seen it in my own program, is that when you introduce thinking of things they love in new ways, they grab right onto it. Because that nerdy kid who never liked basketball because he wasn't fit is looking at that going, oh, yeah, if he shot it just at that angle or if the co-, like now you've got a new coach. Exactly like that right. guy wants to be involved in these things. The, the things kids love are amazing. And yeah. when you introduce them the new ways to love things, they're going to find more things to love. It's it's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tim Duncan with that bank shop. He's yep. probably a, you know, a spatial genius. You know what I mean? But we're not talking about that. Like he's only the I mean, he's the greatest power forward ever. But, you know, like. Look at what he could have done if he had gone into if he'd pursued geometry as a way of life. You Absolutely, know I mean? you know. I guess he did all right for himself, but yeah. you know, he's doing so. okay. But. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, so many of our classes, uh, you know, we have as kids, we don't necessarily see a practical application Very of that true. stuff. And if we can relate it in a new way or mm-hmm. a way that makes sense to us, I think it's a lot more interesting. No, I agree entirely. I mean, come on. How many trains have you had to stop leaving New York at 55 <laughs> miles per hour? Like, <laughs> all the time, right? That's, right, right, right. All the time. So, so Kyle, how'd you wind up 
over it? How'd you wind up with it, uh, Project Exploration? Um, I mean, I feel like I should just go through my entire life yeah, story. If you don't mind. You know, be, before you. we even do that, um, you know, because we've, we've ignored doing this the last couple episodes. Okay. Do you consider yourself an environmentalist? Um, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And why, why, why is that? Cause you're, you're studying biology, correct? Yes. I'm okay. mostly wildlife, but okay. you can't care about wildlife and not care about the environment that lives. I mean, that supports that wildlife. Okay. All right. I love that answer. So yeah, let's just walk it through. Like what, so you're born and raised in the Chicago area, right? Uh, yeah. 95th and Halstead. Like I'm far South side and I, Washington I, Heights neighborhood. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel you. I'm right, right by there. the library. It's yeah. been awesome. Uh, and since I was a kid, my dad would, you know, take me out to fix a car, or play with a ball or do some man stuff, because that's what you do when you're a young boy. And I would get distracted and go watch ants in the grass because yeah. there's life here, guy. Like, who's, yeah. what are they doing? Why are they doing it? And you, um, go ahead. over on 95th and Hoss, did you ever hit up any of the, the parks or preserves out that way? Um, We got two parks near the house, Euclid and another one, but never like any major preserves or anything. OK. Yeah, because I grew up in the area, but like, you know, I would go to Whistler Woods, which was down on 144th and Halstead, yeah. and then there's um, Dan Ryan Woods yeah. a little further west of where you are. But I'm yeah. sorry for interrupting. No, no, and that's a totally fair question, but no, it's it's not generational. My parents sure. had little interest in that, but that was my thing. I loved watching ants, and then I just sort of forgot about it as I got older. Um Went to high school for a little while, dropped out, uh, financial issues, decided to homeschool myself and, well, tell a 17-year-old kid with a car to homeschool himself, what's he going to do? Right. Um, got back on track when I turned 19, got into community college, got my GED, and um, I was going to be an EMT because I figured, hey, firefighters get chicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, really, that was... Whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> Problematic. We, we don't want to use the language chicks. Oh, I apologize. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go oh, ahead. man, Go I ahead. almost said I'm We're just an inclusive kidding. podcast. <laughs> Intersectionality up in here. I'd be like, I'm the sidekick. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I thought that, you know, being a firefighter, it's like, okay, it's noble. It's a job I've seen on TV. I didn't know environmental science existed. Um, met an awesome professor, Dr. Pergams. I'm, I'm going to plug him. I'm sorry. That oh, yeah. yeah, I know Dr. Pergams. You know, no joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm on the board of the Southeast Environmental Task Force. We've done some research work with uh, Dr. Pergams way back in the day mm -hmm. um, and some restoration work over at uh, Olive Harvey. There's that the wetland, wetland. yeah. Exactly right. So, yeah, this, Jesus, this was years ago, probably um, 2009-ish oh, okay. when this happened. So, yeah, I think you're probably still in high school at this time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> or trying to get yeah, out of that. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that guy basically saved my life. He put me on a direction that I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. um, and through him, I got a couple internships. I started at the Field Museum mm -hmm. um, with Bruce Patterson working on bats. And that's when I learned how how to do big picture science. It yeah. was always, like we said, a train leaves Houston. Who cares? Yeah. Um, what's the surface? It's a circle. Who cares? Right. Um, but when I was learning about bats, it was amazing because I learned that they're seed dispersers. They pollinate. They right. eat insects. They do the blood sucking thing. They show... Uh, not mutualism, but um, they help each other out. They'll share blood if one needs it um, and one's sick. Like the vampire bats will do that. There's so much cool stuff that they do to the environment that helps us. We wouldn't have tequila. We wouldn't have bananas. It's Whoa, that's just at <laughs> the tequila. That's enough yes. right there. You know? <laughs> that's pollinated by a bat. You wouldn't have it without them. Wow. Um, only true flying mammal. They're, they're little fuzzy things that figured out how to do what birds do. Like it's... It, they, they became my, my love. It was like 
okay, these guys are my thing. And then they get to, you get to travel to the tropics and research them. They're everywhere. They're so ubiquitous. They're everywhere. Um, so did so, you do much traveling while you were, or were you working directly at the field museum? So at the field museum, they sent bats from Kenya oh, okay. and I got to work on mostly morphology. So oh, wow. why do they look like this when they're from this tree? Why do they look like this when they're from this area? And then, you know, what makes them different? What makes them similar? Um, but then I got on my next internship. So I transferred to IIT after yeah. I graduated out of Harvey. Okay. okay. Um, that was a bad decision. IIT is not so good for the environmental. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then it's super expensive too. That was the reason I went though, is I got a really good scholarship, okay. but it was blind going in. It was, Oh, they gave me money. So I'll sure. go there. And that's, um, I'm trying to teach kids to be a little bit more responsible because you are unbelievably in charge of your college Very goals. True. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have someone who's gone before you, which I didn't, my older sister's a nurse, that's as much, you know, education we've, we got in my family. So, um, to, so, you, so hold on, are you two are first generation college grads yes. then? Okay. All yes. right. Um, so trying to figure out that the hard way was, um, rough. So we went to IIT, hated it, but now I have this good school behind my back. I applied for another internship that sent me to Costa Rica, nice. which was, yeah, you'd send some kid who's never left Chicago to Costa Rica. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. Did some real research on bat behavior. Um, we got a publication out of it. Wow. And this is still with Dr. Uh, Patterson? Dr. Pergams. He gave Pergams. me some. This is, um, no, this was, um, oh, my goodness. The It was Dr. Patterson with uh, the Field Museum. Yes, Dr. Yeah, Bruce Patterson with the Field Museum. And then um, I went to Costa Rica, did some work on bat behavior. That was with Martina Nagy. And then I worked on that. That went really well. I'm not going to lie, it was terrifying. I don't speak a lick of Spanish and I never traveled and I but to be out in the field and to see wow. yeah. nature do nature stuff was awesome. Um after that, I got another internship at um Texas Tech working on fish, which I don't know how I ended up on fish, but it was awesome. We were seeing how um because this happened right when the um, floods were. Do you remember those floods that happened okay. in Texas where yep. like they had the six f- flags that was completely submerged and stuff like that? Yeah. So we were seeing what that was doing to the fish in the area. Wow. And the cool thing was not much. They actually managed to survive very well for just that one year I was there gathering data. So wow. who knows what that will do in the future. I hope someone's still getting a chance to work on it. Funding dried up. So I'm not the one doing it. Yeah. But if someone's doing that, like it's it's really interesting stuff. Um, that one got me involved with the ESA, Ecological Society um, of America, and now I've got them behind me, and it's 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 a crazy journey, but it's it's been pretty fun. Wow, no, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One thing uh, we've talked about too is with EOC is um, mentorship, and especially that Absolutely. transition for um, for students. I mean, it's really tough if you don't your parents aren't. I can't help you with that. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's one of those things that we're hearing more and more about some schools getting better about with helping first gen, first generation college students. But, you know, I, I mean, there's there's the value in having someone that's actually in the the field you want to pursue and, and the value of even kind of knowing someone in, in something you want to pursue and kind of test the waters and get yeah. a sense of it mm-hmm. before you fully commit to absolutely and you should be doing that in yeah. college that's yeah. the time to try that try which everything you, yeah exactly but too many are just like nope i gotta study for my medical pcat mcat ccat i'm not familiar with it and i'm glad about that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah yeah um do you do you uh do you feel like you have a mentor um definitely dr pergams is my okay. awesome. go-to guy um ever yeah. since and then i'm lucky now that i do have options because i've been through so many experiences you can't spend that much time with someone in a lab and not 
decide if you hate them or not. So, uh, yeah. and most of the time I get along very well with them. So awesome. there's still people I can call in Texas if I need a bed to sleep on or Puerto Rico. Just, oh yeah, I met you at the conference. How's it going? And I've had some come from, from Texas and be like, hey Kyle, I'm in Chicago for a while. Yeah, come stay here. We'll talk. We'll, you know, awesome. mingle. I take them on a tour of the Field Museum. It's it's yeah. really cool once you realize like how small and how focused like ecology and yeah. environmental science is and how most of the people who end up here are good people. Yeah, you yeah. can't really hate the world and want to take it over, and then also be an environmentalist. <laughs> yeah, I've only met one per, one environmentalist, or one you know, I shouldn't even call this guy an environmentalist. One person <laughs> that worked in the environmental science field that you know said that climate change is not real. He's like, oh, I think we still need more data. I was like, dude, like ninety nine point nine percent of the scientists are saying, well, what about peer review? I was like, well, you know, that's why we have the other. But whatever, I'm, I'm digressing. So, um. Sounds like you're a big fan of the Field Museum. Absolutely. Are, absolutely. You, are you a member there as well? or? Um, yeah, I'm a member. And then um, I still keep in contact with a lot of the people there. I okay. was actually, I, my, I was doing some volunteer stuff a while ago. My past just ran out at the New Year. So sure. I, it's been a busy, especially working with Project Exploration now, which I'll yeah. get into. But yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm a huge fan of the Field Museum as well. And I urge any and everybody under the sound of our voices to be a to be a uh, become a member mm-hmm. shameless plug of the episode you know it's <laughs> it's tax deductible it more than pays for like one, one you know if you take a couple friends with you that one visit pays mm-hmm. for the membership absolutely and do it like you can i mean you can go there how you know several times during the course of the year and still not see everything yeah. you know i'm i mean just to like super plug that like you'll never see everything have you ever had a chance to be in the behind the scenes areas yeah, well, fortunately, yes, because okay. I have some friends that work there, you know, like shout out to Carter O'Brien, the sustainability <laughs> director over there. That's like that's got me all the way into the sub sub basements yep. and, you know, up into the pre-production areas. But I mean, like, dude, members night alone is worth Yes, that's what I was going to get on. Dude, like I um, like I, you know, I took my daughters to membership night once and it was like it was absolutely amazing. You mm-hmm. know, they're um, helping, uh, you know, like they're uh, uh, playing with, you know, like comet pieces of comets yes. and they're helping um like i'm blanking on the term when you cut open you dissections know, dissection yes i am a scientist folks dissecting <laughs> animals and stuff like that no it was it was off the chain it was like absolutely amazing like, i mean just um when i was volunteering there i was doing reptile stuff yeah. and um, i ended up meeting the guy down there alan restar who basically spends most of his time down in that basement in yeah. the wet collections but on members night he comes up he he's the craziest cutest little old guy in the world he puts on a pokemon outfit and he brings up every <laughs> animal from down there that looks like a Pokemon and puts it out there and goes, yep, they based Charmander off of the Salamander. They based oh, wow. it. It's an, it's an amazing thing. So if wow. you haven't been to a member's night, like go to, go to member's night. It's it's really cool. Yeah. And you're, if you have kids, they'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Thank. they have plenty, plenty for adults too that's just fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Forget the kids. Just go as a, go <laughs> yeah. as an adult and try helping, I mean, like dissecting animals and you're know, like seeing all of the behind the scene exhibits and being able to talk with the, uh, talk to the um the researchers there mm-hmm. you know um also like i mean you know like the i would love to put you in touch with maybe like some folks at the killer uh the killer scientific um whatever they call it, it used to be the echo yeah. group now it's the killer scientific action lab i think now okay. it's like they changed that name so many times too. Like, <laughs> depends on who's funding exactly <laughs> right so you know because i think there could be some really good collaboration between project exploration and the work that they do as well yes. so at any rate digressing because you know like i'm a huge nerd for this field museum um so you're working you're doing research for the field museum came back from costa rica 
No. Um. Then did the Texas thing. And then um, after that, I had an empty summer. Um, it was just a rough time at UIC trying to get all that handled. I worked another job. I was just trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. And um, even doing all this, you know, it's still <laughs> yeah. hard to find that super direction. You right. know, you have a rough idea. I'm an ecologist. Well, the, now what? You know? Yeah. So hold on a second. You're now enrolled at UIC, correct? Yeah. So I transferred from IIT to UIC after mm-hmm. that Costa Rica trip. What do you, what's your major over at, I, um, over at UIC? Biology, just general biology. Okay. Okay. Um, they don't have as focused as, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a natural resources or something like that. Sure. But they do have some awesome researchers that are doing stuff that I wouldn't mind working with if I get accepted there. Okay. Um, so no, then I um, during that summer I had nothing scheduled. I had done research the previous three summers, and I needed something to do that summer. So I sent Natasha the um, current I don't know what her title is, um, the 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 boss. Let's just call her that. <laughs> She's executive director over it. Right. Executive director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sent her a nice email of like, hey, you guys sound like you're doing awesome stuff. I'm black guy from the South Side of Chicago trying to encourage people to get into science. Like. Why are we not a thing? Um, and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, well, do you have any skills? And I'm like, yeah, they got a couple of them. I've never taught before, but I have, you know, these experiences. And I actually thought about it. It's like, oh, no, I, I did tutor. And, oh, I did babysit. Yeah. No, I yeah. daycare. And it's, oh, wow, I've done a lot over the course of my life, yeah. which I think is definitely. Translate a, directly yeah. to what you're doing at PE now. Exactly. It's like life finds a way to put you where you're supposed to be. Um and yeah, she brought me on board. We brought back the Environmental Adventures Program, which awesome. had been dormant for a few years. And yeah, um, yeah. Um, I could talk about the first experience teaching there. Or sure, please what, do. Go right ahead. Dive uh, right in, man. Um, so yeah, my first job was at um, Providence St. Mel and high school kids who were just sort of like, this is what I'm going to do over the summer. I talked to them at the beginning and it's like, hey, why are you here? And it's because there's a check. Right. Um, <laughs> Which was a little bit disheartening, but it meant that, you know, okay, low bar. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be happy no matter how this goes. Yeah. Um, but no, that went really, really well. Um, they were super, you know, lots of back and forth, lots of if you tell them anything they want to, f- they, they want to f- get feedback. Um, I remember I got them opening because it was an entirely African-American course. And I asked them, like, why are black people black? And they couldn't tell me. And we had to go all the way back to, like, evolution and, like, hey, do you know what melanin is? Do you know what this is? And it's funny to think how, like, some people think in certain ways. Like, I'm a mathematician will think like a mathematician, a mm-hmm. environmentalist think like an environmentalist, a physicist or a psychologist, like that. So when you think of stuff from, like, an evolutionary perspective, it's, oh, that makes sense because the people who had darker skin were less likely to get skin cancer and then they had more babies. Or if you went to the north and you had too dark of skin, you didn't get enough sunlight and it's – it's really interesting. So I taught them, uh, you know, mostly about that kind of stuff. And once you give them like that little bit, they're like, oh, this makes sense. This makes sense. We were able to bring actual um, animal skulls, actual furs. Um, we did a couple plant growth projects. We did a lot of field trips because um, it's right by the um, Garfield Park uh, yes, Conservatory. Garfield Park Conservatory, yes. Exactly. So we went up there for a, a, almost an entire week and just had them all present on the plants that they found out and learned about. We had one girl who was so interested in an aloe, she found out that she actually ordered some off the internet. Like, it was a it was a great summer. So it was, yeah, yeah how much of that was self-directed and how much of that was... Um, so I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I had maybe two weeks of lesson plan when I started, and even that got thrown out. Um, it was entirely what did they want to focus on. Um, the first week it was animal tracking, like what are prints? Why do prints look like this? You know, if mm-hmm. you see this, what bird is that? Stuff like that. Sure. But um, after that, it was they wanted to learn. <laughs> 
Um, so they're high school kids. So the one topic we got stuck on for a week was animal sexuality. Um, they wanted to understand mating habits, which, yeah. you know, to, to them it's like, ha-ha, things have sex. But when you think about it from an evolutionary perspective, it's super interesting. It's yeah. super in-depth. Yeah. Why do these things dance? Why do these things go north? Why do these – it was, you know, yeah. really, really interesting. Um, so at the end of it, they're all just, you know, rubbing their chins and going, oh, that's how that works. And I'm yeah. lucky I'm not a, you know, uh, anglerfish. <laughs> 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 really, that, that was, it was, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, um, tell me a little, so they spent a lot of time at the Garfield Conservatory, right? Yes. Were there any other uh, resources or facilities like that that uh, you guys visited? Um, yeah, so we went to um, the Chicago Botanical Garden, which okay, was an awesome okay. one, um, just to give them an experience of like, this is what natural land would look like, because a lot yeah. of them have probably never seen it. Oh, good they, point, good point. Yeah. They don't travel. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's, I mean, they're, 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 they're lucky they travel to their cousins or something. Right, but, right, right. No, you're right. You know, a lot of um, kids in the inner city, don't they don't go off those four square blocks. You exactly. Know? They might not even know what downtown looks like, a lot of them. So that's insane. It's very true, yeah. Um, so we took them there. They got to see what natural lands would look like, um, you know, and it's all free. They, and they get paid to go. It's um, So that was really cool. Um, they got to do a little experiment where they saw, okay, what is this area like? What's the biodiversity like in this area? They did it themselves, all self-directed, and this awesome. is stuff that real scientists do. So yeah. that was you know, you're a scientist. You are. If you ask questions and try to solve them, you're a scientist. Get over it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so to have them do that was awesome. Then we also did another one, which was uh, uh, the Peggy Notabart Museum. Yeah. Um, they yeah, went it's there. another favorite of mine, yeah. Yes. Um, Peggy Notabart Nature Museum. They went there, and um, it's right by the uh, lake. So they went and took samples of the lake water and pond mm-hmm. water, saw yep. what kind of animals were living in there, how they survived in there. And what's cool about that one is that program's been in place for a while. I'm, I am I know his name's Chris, but I'm blanking on the rest of it. Um, oh, Kristen Pratt? Is that who you're talking about? I think that might be okay. it. Um, yeah, he was. Um, he's been doing it for a long time. He has, like, the whole department set up there so oh no 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 not, i think um we're, we're mi- mixing people it's david build that you're <laughs> that's it of. david yeah. yes yeah. I, sorry i got it confused but no david is amazing the stuff he's doing and he keeps all his data yeah so for our little trip which just tested water quality ph you know what kind of insects are we finding there right um that's going to go into a huge collection it's going to be there and it's going to have our kids' names on it which is awesome like right get over it (laughs) we 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 came here we did our science and that's that was that was a really cool experience for me personally because i've never been there which is crazy to think i'm a scientist living in chicago but i just never went up there and yeah yeah. dude i you know i didn't know i went to westinghouse high school over on the west side like maybe a mile away from um not even a full mile away from the garfield conservatory Mm -hmm. and i had not stepped foot in there until i was an adult with kids so you know there's nothing to be ashamed of man and uh, i'm willing to put it out there (laughs) and admit that you know like some of my shortcomings i'm not admitting that one that one rumor (laughs) that we had from a few episodes ago i rode my bike down to the conservatory you know what i'm saying so (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> no, and it's that way with a lot of things. It's what you're exposed to. And if your parents never went, why would they take you? Exactly if, you're, right. if they don't eat less. I mean, that, it goes down like if your parents don't eat salad, you're never going to try a salad. Exactly. Like, and it's a shame that it's that way. But yeah. it, I, I'm not sh- the only way we can get past it is, like I said, stuff like project exploration. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. when you were at school, try this thing your parents can introduce you to when you're mm-hmm. at school. Like that's what it's supposed to be. Not just, hey, learn 400 things so we can get funding. Exactly. Yeah. So you were involved with project exploration 
in June of 2016, correct? Yes. That's when you first got involved. Did you, um, were you with Jackie and Kiara when they um, visited the plant in Chicago? They were involved in the outreach event there this summer. Um, they they do a lot of stuff on their own. I'm not oh, entirely, okay. I mean, I'm good friends with them. We okay. get along, but um, they do so much promotion for the, they said they, they've, I know Kiara was a facilitator and she just moved up and Jackie was a facilitator way back when, but now yeah. they're in that management. That management. They, they get to wear ties. I get to wear the t-shirts. Okay. Right. <laughs> so they so. go and shake hands with everybody and I okay. just, yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember that. So they were at a, um, an event that I had, um, that I attended at the plant Chicago over the summer mm-hmm. and that's when I reconnected with Jackie and that's when I met Kiara for the first time. Yes. So I wasn't sure if. Like maybe you were there uh, as well, so no. That's one that they keep telling me I need to bring my kids to the plant, and I'm yeah. trying to figure out a way. But you know, budgeting. We only get yeah. one well, or two field trips. Let's talk later. We'll try and get something set up for you then. Okay. Now I'm curious about what you're working on now with uh, your current group. Um. So is um, this a full year program first? It's a full year, but we're not starting until um February 22nd. Oh, okay. So that's when class gets back in schedule with me. They're doing their normal school stuff now. Um we're re-recruiting. We had a smaller class. I think it was only about 7 or 8 last uh, semester, so we're trying to re-recruit. Um and we've got a couple of ideas in mind. Um mainly I want to get them more involved in um how to how to think, how to do your own research. Um and then also we're trying to get them involved with um biomechanics. Which is sort of an interesting field, and we've got a couple people who are who are STEM professionals that would come in and you know assist with that. That's not really my expertise, but that's really the cool part of the job. Is my expertise was three species of bats when I started, and now it's it's expanding. So it's it's rough to say I'm a teacher who has to learn, but that's why they call me a facilitator. (laughs) Right, and we're all supposed to be lifelong learners and all that stuff, right? So, but then that that is pretty. I mean, that's a pretty cool part. Benefit of the job is that you get to learn along with the students that you're dealing with, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's the big one with that. Um, and then it's it's cool that like again like life's just sort of leading me where I'm supposed to be. I've started an ecology club at UIC, so I'm nice. I've got the college students doing this. I got the high school students doing that. I'm trying to figure out my own you know uh, graduate school. Uh, you know, path as well. So, okay. so, de- so graduate school is definitely the next step. Oh yeah. I want to go. I mean, it's, um, I-, I was thinking about a master's, but with my age, I'm, I'm, I'm 26. I'm not ancient, but, uh, and then yeah, I've got I mean, previous, <laughs> 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 let me go ahead and escort myself out. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I've, no, I've, I've done the research. I've been in the field. I've crunched the numbers. I've gotten publicated. So I feel like it's time I can just go straight for PhD and okay. tackle it. And where I'm going, I'm not entirely sure yet. There's a couple of professors who I'd love to work with. Um, and then I'm right now sort of battling that inner spirit thing of do I want to travel and go to Costa Rica and Jamaica and do research on the cool tropical bats there? Or do I want to see what the local bats are doing to the Chicago area? Or do right. I want to see what other mammals are doing? <laughs> I had a real interesting talk with them. Do you happen to know Chris Anker? I don't. He's um he works with the Urban Coyote Project, I think is what it's called. Okay. And um I went to one of his talks at the Peggy Notary. Again, it just all comes around. Yeah. Um, I went to one of his talks, and he's got uh, some really interesting stuff going on with um coyotes in the Chicago area. Sure. So it's it's trying to figure out: Do I want to leave and come back, or do I want to stay and focus in on the stuff surrounding us? Yeah. Um, so do you see yourself um after you finish that PhD program? Do you see yourself? Um, staying in research, like working oh, wow. for the Field Museum, or you know, or some comparable organization, or do you see yourself going into academia? Um, I want to do a couple more years of out in the field research. That's okay. my goal, and then I want to take in grad students. But my, I, I, 
I want to become a teacher. I want to give back. And it's okay. it's interesting because it, it's so torn because you have people who are great, wonderful teachers who don't get any kind of funding to do their own research. And then you have great researchers sure. who couldn't teach their way out of a paper bag <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are, you know, the, oh, I've got tenure, so let the TA handle it. And that's not who I want to be. I, I yeah. love teaching. But at the same time, I feel like researching was my first call. So it's hard to connect the two. But I feel like Hey, if you work your hard enough at anything, you'll figure it out. I mean, how many jobs have been created by people who just didn't want the other jobs? So yeah, yeah. a lot of people are creating their own jobs nowadays, and I'm I'm hoping I can get that level of a uh, very cool you know accomplishment yeah. before I hit the bucket. <laughs> I know you're really young, 26, but um, have you thought about your legacy? Um, I mean, I only thought about it very briefly as uh, leave the world better than you found it, um, yeah. which is sort of the same thing. You know, I feel like every parent tells their kid just like, hey, just one more step up the uh, stairs, one more step up the ladder, do better than I did. My right. dad got his high school diploma. My mom had one semester of college. Right. Their right. parents were trained. I mean, I think like my granddad worked on a train and in the Air Force, and my other dad was a local hand. I mean, granddad was a local handyman. Right. So that I'm able to do this is awesome, and that I get to spread it, especially to people who were in the same situation as me, Sh- right. Chicago, West Side, yeah. South Side, people who were, I guess I can, I guess I'll be a firefighter. They get girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like that, like, hey, no, there's, there's, you can do stuff you like and get paid for it. It's yeah. not easy. It's it's not easy, but it's yeah. totally possible. And you're going to feel better when you go to bed at night, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so... So, oh, okay. You know, yeah. We one thing we did not talk about is like, so we met at EOC. How did you find the environmentalists of color? Like, so um, we at first I got introduced by Juanita. She saw me on LinkedIn. I'm not sure. Did you just see me as a contact? Or uh, you know, um, you know how LinkedIn will suggest people <laughs> so it was uh, the, okay. to connect with, and uh, and I'm sure they LinkedIn suggested you through Project Exploration. Yes. Um, figured, don't you already know each other? Because <laughs> you should. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, LinkedIn. And uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's got an interesting background, and he's, and it's funny because, um, you know, because of the nature of how facilitators operate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, at out at schools, I don't necessarily get a chance to meet. Um, the rest every, of the team. Yeah, yeah. and it, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to. The team in February that's going to assemble mm-hmm. for the for that training day. Yes, but um, and uh, yeah, I, it's just it's amazing the the talent and passion that Project Exploration yeah. collects. So um, yeah, you had sent me a message saying, "Hey, you should join this group. It's right up your alley." And I'm like, "Thank you," because I didn't know that it existed in Chicago. Yeah. I thought it was like the Field Museum, the Nature Museum, and that was about it. And those are mostly groups of old white guys. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I fit in, but I definitely fit in as the bottom tier guy. Whereas I feel like with EOC, it's like, hey, you're undergoing the same things we are. And yeah. we're all trying to figure this out together. Not, yeah. oh, let's all sit down and listen to what Dr. So-and-so says. Yeah. Um, yeah. So literally what would happen is we had a work meeting and at the work meeting, uh, Jackie and Kiara are like, oh, are you going to that thing at the Field Museum? And I'm like, oh, an excuse to go to the Field Museum? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what it was. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's the environmentalist of color. I'm like, oh, I heard about them. I heard about them on LinkedIn. Uh, somebody <laughs> told me I should join them. Yeah, that sounds great. And they're like, oh, yeah, we really should have invited you. And I'm like, yeah, you should have. Were, uh, were you one of the members that got lost um, at the Field Museum <laughs> when you got there? Like, you know, our next um, 
uh, one of our future guests uh, attended an EOC meeting for the uh-huh. first time at the Field Museum and somehow or another got lost in the Field Museum after hours, right? So, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I had plenty of times to get lost when I worked there. Okay. I, I, I'm, an, oh, I'm an expert of it now. That's my second home, whether they like it or not. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I, I went to the meeting. I met you. I met a couple of awesome people. Um, turns out Kellen Marshall, who I didn't know was part of the group, is one of my mentors yeah, at Yeah, Mila UIC. Marshall, yeah. She's yeah. awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had no idea she was involved in the group, but I actually met her at the ESA conference, and it's again, it all comes around. Um, yeah, Mila's a, I mean, she, you know, changed her name to Mila, yeah. no longer Kelly. I, I know her way back when she was that's Kelly what I'm too, saying, so. that's all I know yeah, her as, yeah. But she's, yeah, she's a powerhouse. I can't wait to get her on the on the episode, too. Like, she's got more environmental jobs than the Jamaican, and I can say that because some of my best friends are Jamaican, <laughs> right? So, was like, don't you, don't you shake your head at me? I was gonna like, say that <laughs> with you and her on that episode, it's gonna come with one of those stickers, parental <laughs> advisory. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I sat down with her at the meeting, and she awesome. is she she is she certainly has opinions, and they're not wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. I I wish I knew enough to be as angry with some of the stuff as she is, because she's not wrong about anything. It's she's teaching me stuff, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what you want. Exactly right. No, she's amazing. I, we'll have her down the line, I'm sure. Um, so. We talk about DuSabling on mm-hmm. uh, every episode. You know, mm-hmm. Juanita, you want to explain to the folks what DuSabling is? So uh, if you're not familiar, I feel like we we have to frame it in in the context of Columbusing too. Exactly like right. It's because it's the, yeah, it's the direct, <laughs> you know. Uh, not quite opposite, but they're complementary, right? Exactly right. Um, so uh, if you're not familiar with Columbusing, and I'm really realizing a lot of people aren't familiar with it, yeah. um, you know, uh, it is when... Um, when um, you discover something already discovered. Yeah, yeah. There's something, you know, it's all of, and sometimes culturally appropriated to different degrees. But um, Exactly right. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we thought about, uh, how, how would people of color be able to take something back and, yeah. and also take back our history exactly uh, with, right. uh, Jean-Baptiste Du Sable, um, as, uh, you know, founder and, and first settler of Chicago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we've, we've decided to name that act of taking something back for people of color. Uh, for DuSable himself, and we're calling it DuSabling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at DuSabling. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> so, but yeah, so you, you said it much more eloquently than I ever could. So that is what DuSabling is. So, do you have a DuSabling? I said just hearing about it again through your old podcast and now having to come up with one on the spot. The only thing I can think of is is research. It needs to be done by the people. On the ground, it's it's too much going. Oh, I heard, or oh, I heard, and then when we find out we've heard wrong information, going, oh, yeah. well, I couldn't have known. CNN said it, yeah. or alternative facts. Is that what you're talking <laughs> alternative about? Alternative facts, you know, Fox News. <laughs> well, well, so. Fox said it right, so that means I'm absolved of all guilt, yeah. right? That's yeah. how it works, and right. it's no, you got to cite your sources. You've got to learn some things yourself. Um, cite your sources. <laughs> Say it. Speak it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have any, you should rethink what you're saying exactly. sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. Not to get political. Um, it's so. not enough to feel it, you know, and, and, and just you're yeah. allowed an opinion and it's perfectly fine yeah. to have an opinion. Yeah. But, an but opinion your hunch is, is not a fact <laughs> no. you know? and should not be used to make policy decisions. <laughs> just just saying I'm a teacher. There's been some interesting entirely. things in the education field lately. So, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. But, and you know, one of the things that you said earlier is teaching students how to think as opposed to teaching them what to think. Absolutely. You know, I think yeah. far too often we get, you know, our kids are being taught what to think mm-hmm. or, and we have people that are, you know, our news media nowadays by and large is biased. Fox News, Ben's conservative, CNN, Ben's liberal, you know, like where's the non-biased media, you know, like how can I just get the facts, you know, the who, what, where, why, and how, that's all I need. You know, and to make it more digestible, a lot of people want to go towards the side that's, you know, with them. They get yeah. sick of seeing the other side and they're like, nope, I'm going to go hide over here with my friends. And it's OK. Yeah. We it's hard to divide and unite at the same time. But right. you've, you've got to step over once in a while if you're going to live with people. So you have the yeah. isolationist and the not is- it, it, it's too ugly to even talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really have a um, disabling um this week the march for women on on, yes yep um, yep on saturday um and you know i was kind of on the fence about doing anything with it it just i felt like it wasn't for me and Mm -hmm. a lot of especially so much of feminism has been sort of uh, this white feminism and and, lacking um, of intersectionality they don't you know like I, I'm sorry to yeah. cut you no, off. No, 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 yeah, no, but I had a um, I had a meeting with a really good friend um a couple weeks ago. We met up over lunch, and you know we started talking politics. And he was he made the comment like, "Oh yeah, I voted for Hillary because you know it was going to be awesome, and you know like I I thought she was a better um, candidate than you know Trump." And um, he goes on to say that she would have been president on the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. It's like, no, no, slow down. That's obviously a white guy. So <laughs> slow down, because my grandmother couldn't vote then. Not yeah. you know, like, uh, People, sure. are, women of color, were not able to vote until after the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. So no, it was not the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. It was the 100th anniversary of white women's right to vote. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, I hear a lot, I've heard and seen a lot of black women making the comment that they were not involved or did not want to be involved with the women's march and um, women of color in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of going through like the photos from yeah. the march, there was one really amazing photo that um, it just kind of put together my feeling. And you can see in the background, there are these three white women taking selfies. Yeah. Um, and then this one black woman with a big sign that said, uh, white women, uh, the percentage of white women that voted for Trump. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's a reality that, yeah. you know, what was Black it, women, 53% white I, women? I heard uh, it's more in the 60s of Oof. educated white women that looked like Hillary, um, looked a lot more like Hillary than, than Donald Trump, or seemingly so, right, right. voted for Donald Trump. And, and you know, I, I can't say anything. There were a lot of Hispanics that voted for Trump for a myriad of reasons and seemed to be against uh, their self-interest, you know. Well, Hillary, you know, but Hillary, and that's the... Hillary. You know, well, I love the point, though, that yeah, uh, when I did see that photo... Um, you know that that um, black women voted for Hillary, yeah. despite their history, the Clinton administration's history, right, right. Um, against black people, and and there there are a lot of 
Yeah. You know, they overlooked it and overwhelmingly voted for Hillary right. uh, and not Donald Trump. Yeah. I feel like we, you know, we started this conversation on the Allies episode. Yeah. So, you know, like, let's take a few minutes and finish it, build it out, finish it up. Because, you know, like, again, I, you know, I alluded to some things with Hillary. And, you know, again, I am not, I did not vote for Trump. I voted for Hillary, yeah. you know, because it was, she was the lesser of two evils. But let's look back and think about this. Hillary, way back in the day, was, you know, when she was, um, when she was a senator, she was one of those senators that was supporting building a fence yeah. along the Mexican mm-hmm. border yeah. as opposed to a wall. She's just as problematic. In a lot of ways, she's just as problem- problematic as Trump, right? So, like, like mm-hmm. there's my issues. There's my, like, I'm just going to put it all out there. Like, both of them, I feel like both of them were very negative to people of color in general, yeah. black people specifically, no, you're not wrong. I remember when I was growing up, I thought Hillary was terrifying because it was the hyper predators. Yeah. Super predators. Super predators. And then Dude, it was, did you hear that? Have you ever listened to her quote? Like when she said that? Like yeah, the entire quote? That's, the, I remember that it was right when the primaries were going on, which kind of pushed me to like not even want to vote or go Bernie. Yeah. Um, was the, uh, they had an entire thing of Hillary 10 years ago versus Hillary today, and yeah. it was such a different person. I love yeah. Hillary today if she means the things she says, but yeah. Hillary 10 years ago was a terrifying <laughs> creature. Yeah. I mean, she finished that sentence saying um, they're, they're super predators. And at the end of the sentence or at the end of the comment, she says, who must be brought to heal. That was yeah. it. Like we're dogs. You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, like. I think the problem with Trump was that he's done and said so many horrible things that we could not just pinpoint on one, you know, yeah. like by the time we're galvanizing against one horrible thing, he's already moved over to the next one. That's you know? entirely like, true. I remember I was reading something and it was like the, the, the tweet you even mentioned, the if the illegals didn't vote, I would have won the popular vote. Like that tweet was like directly in response because people were researching something about his tax returns. And it's right. like, you can't keep up with crazy at yeah. this speed. We've never <laughs> seen it before. Yeah. The, yeah. I watched that um, oh, that uh, interview with Kellyanne Conway, <coughs> the one with uh, the alternative facts. Yeah. The, oh gosh. It was just it was so painful. It's like what? Why? Why did you send that poor man out there? Oh my gosh! Hold on a second. Did you see what she wore to the uh, inauguration? Well, yeah. She looks like what was it? An FAO Schwartz doorman. <laughs> she looked like a, a poor knockoff Captain America. Or something. <laughs> oh, with the hat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I gotta look this up now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I saw like my favorite. You, you're talking about some yeah. of the images that you saw from the Women's March. My favorite image was shared to me by um. Uh, Dominique Edwards, who will actually be our next guest. I think we're, you know, we're, we're recording that episode later this week. Um, I'm not saying dates because we're evergreen. We're professionals like that. You know what I mean? So, um, Timeless podcast. Exactly right. Exactly right. So she posted a, um, a photo of a um, of a Latino man holding a sign during the one of the women's marches. Um, I believe it was the the actual march in D.C. It said, and I quote. I'll see all you nice white ladies at at the next Black Black Lives Matters yeah, march, exactly, right? Exactly. You know, and so when she posted that on Facebook, like some of her white friends went after this guy that held the f- image up, like one you know all yeah. white women that yeah. went after. Oh, that guy's just an a hole for saying that, and blah blah blah. And then another woman says, "Well, I would come and march with you, but you know, plane tickets are expensive." It's like, no, dude, you marched. You're like the women's march was in DC, but there was all these marches in solidarity where you were. March where you are. Get involved where you are. And that's what goes back to the allyship. The front lines are wherever you are. Yep. You don't have to go to Standing Rock. 
and people, we do need to get involved with Standing Rock and we need to show solidarity because mm-hmm. our crazy, you know, our current administration, I don't want to say crazy, <laughs> like that's a problematic term. It is. You know, it's like um, our unstable, unstable. Uh, unproven? It hasn't proven itself yet. Yeah. Proven to be unstable. Has released a statement indicating that they intend to finish the um, the Dakota Access Pipeline. So that just came out, you know. Um, okay, I just ruined the, the evergreen. It just came out today. This is... <laughs> uh, so, so I, I, well, I mean, it is the Monday after uh, January the inauguration. 23rd. January 23rd. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's a moment in time. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're in transition. and So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for the lack of professionalism. I shouldn't have, you know. Like no, we were talking about the Women's March. Yeah. They could have figured it out. Yeah. 